Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign... Matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is your favorite podcast. I am Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my co-host, Chad Sowash. What's up? And holy crap, you guys, we have Rick Astley on the show today. No, no. Can you fucking believe it? Rick Astley. No, no. Rick Rick, Rick Astley turned us down. We we actually got Rick what? Rick Carsley. Yeah. Remember Rick from Ikea? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. The meatballs. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. The meatball. Ma, the meatloaf. No. The meatloaf. So Rick, Rick actually is now director of talent acquisition at Freedom Mortgage. Rick, 
Dude, welcome to the show. Give us a little intro. We were You were just at Ikea. When did you make this move? What's been going on in the last year that we that we spoke? Did anything happen in the world? What's going on? How's Philly? That's what I want to know. Is Philly still there? John. We're, we're still here. We're, we're definitely still here. We got hit with Midwest-style snow over the last three days. Um, I, I was talking to my mom just about shoveling four or five times. And she's like, you're too old for that. You need to get a snowblower. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. 40. I, I think 40 is still shoveling age. Yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, I left Ikea uh, in June for you know various, various reasons. Some of the stuff I talked to you all about last time, you know, visitation in retail had always kind of been an issue in yeah. March when the government cracked down on what was essential versus non-essential business. Mm-hmm. I think if you looked in the dictionary for non-essential, like Ikea's emblem it, it is right there, you know? <laughs> um, so initially, like they furloughed uh, essentially everybody. Uh, almost everyone that worked at the stores outside of management And that occurred like April. And so we went from being a recruiting organization to essentially like a furlough organization. Because when you think about that process, you're creating letters, you're, you know, setting up agreements. And then we started to call all those people back. Sounds fun. Oh, it was a blast. That sounds sounds like just fucking horrible. But my question is, how are are those meatballs not essential? I mean, I don't get it. Can, <laughs> can I get those delivered to my door, for God's sakes? Can IKEA do that? Did IKEA actually use TaskRabbit to start delivery services? I'm that pretty sure like they shut idea. they shut down all the cafeterias, didn't they? Jesus, they did. No more food at IKEA, did? Yeah, I, I don't know if they they have opened those back up just yet. I assume I, I assume they have not. Uh, one on of the, the benefits to working at IKEA when when you guys all visited, it was two dollars to eat lunch. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that lunch was basically featured a whole lot of sodium. Again, weight gain. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that is the one thing we don't talk enough about quarantine is the quality of my lunches has just increased by about a hundred percent. Quality as in quantity? Are you talking about what do you mean actual quality? Yeah, are you dissing the IKEA food? What, are you getting, what? Are you getting the whiz on the on the Philly cheesesteak now? I mean, I don't understand. Tell me. I, I just mean like cooking from home. Like, you know, firing up the grill, throwing some chicken kebabs on, you know, for for lunch rather than like eating Taco Bell in your car, (laughs) you know. Joel's eating salads nowadays. What's wrong with Taco Bell? Jesus. Um, I think everything is wrong with Taco Bell. I think it's consumerism at its worst. (laughs) So so now you're at. Freedom Mortgage, which I would assume is an entirely different set of obstacles, even when IKEA was up and running and they were hiring. This has got to be an incredibly. I hear, I hear there, there's culture. a lot of refinancing going on. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing the mortgage business is pretty busy these days. It's absolutely insane. You know, I grew up in, in the mortgage industry. That's how I learned like what recruiting was, which was just completely random. I, I don't know if I ever told this story. Uh, right after undergrad, I was a loan officer, like dial for dollars call center. And there was a flyer. It was bright orange. And it said $500 referral for any loan officers that we hire. And so I went out, I joined my alumni association. I would go to like happy hours around Chicago and brag about how much money I made as a loan officer because you're clueless at that age. 
And like in 45 days, I hired about 18 loan officers and that caught the eye of another company who hired (laughs) me to run their like huge, huge branch that they were building. And the way I got into this, this show that we call recruiting was uh, the owner was like, Hey, you don't just hire loan officers here. You have to hire all the other jobs. And my only question was, I'm like, so those jobs have base salaries, right? He's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's easy. Yeah, I can do that. No worries. <laughs> that's like cheating, right? You're starting with a leg up already. Yeah. So then like 16 years later, uh, this, this is this is how I pay my mortgage now. Um, <laughs> but the industry just you know blew up. Uh, financial services and essential retail have been like the you know two things and warehouses that have kept you know, the, the economy moving kind of since March. And when you have record low interest rates, when you have rising home prices and freedom kind of based on our size, uh, we had to hire and hire quickly. We hired uh, like 6,300, 6,500 coworkers last year and the kind of skilled positions in the mortgage industry, um, underwriting kind of being a huge one. Um, the overall salary of a job like that, you know, a year ago, underwriter with say two years of experience was on the market for say seventy to seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That same job now, that base salary is around a hundred, and you have quarterly bonuses. You know that you're all in number. Like a is it virtual now? Is that a remote job? Oh yeah, Freedom had always really been remote, um, so that was kind of our leg up previously. Fuck yeah. But now that everybody is remote, um, there's like 10 to uh, like 12 to 15 really big players in our industry. And it is a constant battle of us kind of outbidding each other. A candidate for underwriting, if they throw the flag up on LinkedIn that they're looking or toss their resume on Indeed, they're going to get hit up by like 10 companies in a matter of days. And then your staffing partners, which is huge in financial services, there's no industry that gets dominated by staffing uh, like financial services does just because of the volume and the constant ebb and flow. They just drive the price up further and further. So it sounds like you guys were sort of familiar with interviewing through technology, whether that be video or some other means. Mm-hmm. Um, would that be correct? And, and if you're doing that in some companies that are sort of new to doing that, what are some tools that you find sort of invaluable? What maybe changed for you with video? Um, and I guess long-term wise, it's going to stay that way for you. I mean, last time I, I, I talked to y'all, I was just singing the praises of HireVue, which seems to be a reoccurring theme since I stole that idea from the Hilton back in uh, 2011. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny, the person that runs Ikea now is from the same lineage. <laughs> Uh, But it's completely different. You know, like when you think about just where candidates come from, Ikea could spend $1 on any pay-per-click site and they're going to get 2 million impressions and thousands of thousands of applications a month. And that's brand. Yeah. That's not the same in financial services, regardless of who you work for. And in our business, the bigger you are, the worse reputation you have. Like no one wants to go work for Quicken. So, you know, in my old world of Ikea, you had so many applicants. It was like, well, how do we not take the recruiter's time? And that was just, I'm going to send you that higher view. You're going to do it yourself. And I'm going to gauge your participation in our process. And then from there, I'm going to make you take a video game assessment so I can tell the business why I'm making the hiring decision based on math versus you. 
that just doesn't work in our business. Um, but, you know, the financial services industry, there's times where it's beset with the same amount of fraud that you have in your normal C2C game. If you're hiring like international for .NET developers or whatever in IT. So you're doing Zoom video interviews uh, for recruiting. You're still taking them through an assessment, but that assessment is very skill specific for that exact job. So, you know, I really don't have a video uh, based solution outside of uh, Zoom right now. Um, I've been playing with LinkedIn's new add-on. Did you all see that with the two behavioral based interview questions that you can add in there? Uh, <laughs> like when you post the advert directly on their site, have you guys played with that at all? I haven't played with it. How is it working? So, you know, the problem with LinkedIn, <laughs> I, I don't, that would take like four hours for me to answer my own statement right there. But so, you know, you post your advert and maybe one to 2% of those applications are anywhere near relevant your job. So what you can do is as part of your application, you can set up two video based questions, but you only have like 25 to 30 questions to actually choose from. So what it's been good for is kind of lower level positions right. where you're able, like my whole big thing was always evaluate people and not paper because especially coming from retail, those people aren't resume writers. Like the resumes continue to get worse and worse and worse. So it's like, let's give candidates the ability to push themselves up from the pack and show that they are willing to do the gig and that they want to do the gig. And if you're remote and remote full-time, you're gonna have to interact on video with your manager, with your peers, with your customers. Um, and it was free as part of LinkedIn. And now that I no longer have the Ikea budget, free is very good. Um, <laughs> so it's still, you know, like it's that same old adage, you know, 100 people apply. If you reach out to all 100, you know, knock out 35% that aren't going to respond because we've made applying so easy. And then just keep going down that funnel. So participation for the pilot, you know, I probably get maybe 18 to 20% of the people actually fill out the uh, video part of it. You know, what I've seen both LinkedIn do and indeed recently for the first time in forever is one, improve their interface and two, give away things for free. All the years I've been doing this, like if LinkedIn even thinks of a new project, you see it on the invoice before you've ever even opened up the site. <laughs> Don't you think that's based around competition now though? And not to mention if LinkedIn doesn't go to video before your applicant tracking system automatically integrates, acquires and then integrates, uh, mm -hmm. interviewing and video. I mean, they're fucked. So, I mean, they have to beat them to the punch, don't they? They do. It, it's a cool idea, you know, and I really like it. The one thing, and I don't know uh, the, if the, if it was really that hard to program, but only giving me like 30 questions that I can actually ask. Yeah. That's lame. You know, like, you know, <laughs> it might as well be like, Hey, tell me about your biggest hero. Or, do, you know, all these fluff <laughs> questions, you know, there's stuff where like, you know, where do you want to be in five years and three people you'd like to have dinner with dead or alive. It, it's it's so similar to, to that. But what where we've been using it is just to one, when you have a market that you're just not going to find good people in. And when I say good, I just mean have done the a very similar job before at a competitor. 
So when you're going to go off of people that don't fit the script from, you know, A to B, then you need something to get in front of the hiring manager. Uh, the one cool thing is when you have a big LinkedIn contract, you know, the old hiring manager seats that were just never used. And it was really just like, oh, I'm sharing profiles. Like You'd always have your executive recruiters do that nonsense. Like, oh, I shared 25 profiles with the hiring manager. He wants to talk to three. You're like, cool. Does he know that that website has a 1% participation rate outside of recruitment? (laughs) And we're never going to talk to those people anyway. But I, I hope he looked at those profiles. So with this, at least you can create a project, you can make the hiring manager part of that project, and they can actually view the video. So it, it added a little bit onto that. Speaking of LinkedIn too, did you guys see the new resume builder function that's like plugged into Microsoft Word? Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was just kind of a cool add-on. It sets yeah. up for a world of plagiarism in regards to resumes that already <laughs> existed, and now we just made it one click away. Um, but... You know, there's a lot of neat stuff that like the two big guys did during the throes of the pandemic um, or the, the beginning of it anyway. Well, it's a good way. It's a good way to push the rest under some dirt. Right. So, I mean, video interviewing in itself, I think every core system should have that integrated mm-hmm. and why they they haven't acquired and or developed their own has makes no sense to me whatsoever especially during this last year but you mentioned candidate id and obviously you know we know adam and, and the crew over there pretty well what are you guys doing with them and, and what actually lured you into a, a discussion what was the problem for years the the old two big players in uh, recruiting CB and Monster, you paid to build these, you know, talent networks, and they were never touched. And depending on your ATS, and and we just have some some issues with our ATS because it's a legacy system supported by a data warehouse. Wait, you have issues with your ATS? That's weird. I know, right? God. Uh, but so you know, I, I've always loved Adam's system because I dug the fact that he didn't call it a CRM; he gave the CRM away for free. And what they can do in combination with their sourcing product and their talent pipeline software is just super, super cool. So like if you were going to just buy licensed database style lists, whether you're looking for like loan officers or whether you're looking for underwriters, that stuff comes with like 35 to 40% of actual, you know, relevant information, like real email addresses, real phone numbers. Um, and just because I've known Adam for a while, I was able to get through a lot of that fluff. And so it's like, hey, I need 10,000, 12,000 names of people that do this job. And I want to put them in your system. I want to text them. I want to email them. And I just want to see, can we find candidates before they hit that market that I was telling you about earlier that is going to be at a price point that we're just not going to live in? Um, it's not like we can't afford to pay underwriters at top of market or any of these jobs at top of market. The ebb and flow of a business like ours doesn't have a good history for people that get comped at the top of market. Um, so, you know, Adam has assembled a nice little team, you know, and it's been a product that I feel like, you know, there's really only one kind of solution like candidate ID that's priced that how candidate ID is that you can run five to 10 campaigns and just keep them going. Cause there's companies that do stuff very similar, like RCI, for instance, 
but they're going to charge you three to four grand for every 30 days of them just sourcing you names. And that's just not worth it. Where you can get candidate ID to do you know, five to 10 of those jobs for around the same price point. Now, granted, it's not going to be as granular and it's not going to be as hands-on, but it's the whole point. Like, Go through my database, see what's real and what's not. Let's clear out what's not. So we obviously love when we get you know people that do the job on a, you know, on a regular basis. What what are some other tools that are sort of invaluable to you? And I'm interested. What tools maybe were effective at IKEA and are totally useless at uh, at Freedom Mortgage? You mentioned HireVue. I used for texting at IKEA just because it was hard to get approval for texting, and that's just a lot with the way that IKEA looks at. Um, data, we used call them all, which is really just one of those. They, they used to use it in the store to tell people that it was snowing. Um, and I, I moved that over to texting. Uh, here at Freedom, I use Canvas for my texting. Um, and where that's neat is it's an annual contract that doesn't really, like every other texting provider, it's like, okay, two cents a message, three cents a message, five cents a message. That's like a rolling invoice that every month you got to sing for your supper, you know, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I text so much. When you have uh, just like the overall suite, that's, that's a lot better. Um, over here, I was using Intello for a little while. Um, that's kind of, I feel like an in-between from like a buy list. Uh, you know, Career Builders talent discovery product is very similar where you're like, hey, can you find me relevant contact information for people that are trying not to be found? But again, that's a product where it's neat in concept, like our friends at ZipRecruiter. But then when you go to use it, if it never really works, you're like, well, why am I paying y'all? You know, I did a demo with Hinterview. Have you guys been hit up with that nonstop campaign of we'll give you a free month? <laughs> video <laughs> i've seen interview but i haven't been hit up by their campaigns no yeah uh i, I think and she's gonna kill me uh j just like when the zip recruiter guy called me multiple times about why i got him in trouble last time <laughs> <laughs> okay listener how can you help your employees become more productive i have answers how about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. 
Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit TextKernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's just another kind of video software. But, you know, yeah, it's neat to have a free month of any product. But when it's a product that works best, when it's integrated with your entire other world, oh, you're yeah. like, this is just an obstacle. So is, is are you using Canvas in uh, coordination with Jobvite or is it integ- integrated into a different system? Um, so I don't utilize Jobvite. We had solely a Canvas contract. Okay. Um, now, like I just got a cut off a call yesterday to figure out like who is our rep, you know, because our, our contract goes up in a couple of mm-hmm. months. Um, I'm going to integrate uh, Canvas just with candidate ID. Okay. At Ikea, we never suffered from resumes. Here, you need experience for 70 to 80% of our jobs. So we really need to work on how do we get your information and pluck you because you're not looking for work. Whereas Ikea, if you can walk into the store, you are technically qualified to work the job. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. We talk a lot about on the show in terms of engagement and you know keeping uh, employees uh, engaged in, in the company. And, and it sounds like as retention is a huge challenge for you, how do you balance engagement in a work from home environment to keep these employees, uh, you know, feeling like they belong in the company? And, and, and or is it just a money question with mortgages? How are you guys handling that that inch issue of retention? You know, that's that's tough. It, it really is. And we've really seen a lot of our managers kind of step up to try to really get, you know, more time with their teams just on a random social aspect. You know, Zoom fatigue is real. And, you know, the amount of times that I spend six to seven hours myself on Zoom calls every single day. So it's really hard to then work after that. You know, like, it's just like, that's not, that's not really my job just to have conversations. Actually, sadly, that is exactly my job. (laughs) Um, What Freedom does that's neat as a company is, you know, like we'll have a, you know, our monthly meeting or quarterly meetings and they'll send you like Grubhub cards, you know, where it's like, hey, we're having a lunch and learn buy yourself lunch. Every time there's a holiday, you get kind of a little gift just, just to kind of get that, you know, something additional, like something you normally would have seen if you were at one of our one of our offices. Um, and then like with my own team, you know, I have multiple 30 minute touch, uh, you know, touch bases. I hate that word. I was trying to think of something else to say. Um, but you'll have like your meetings and a lot of times like you don't even really want to discuss work. Like it sneaks in because that's what you guys all have in common. But you're like, I, I just want you to have some sort of social outlet because the isolation to all of this is, is real. Like your people that, you know, don't have a, a family that live alone. Like I can only imagine, you know, the, the kind of pain that they have to go through just to wake up every day. And as a wife who is a recruiter um, all herself, like I swear, the Microsoft sound should say something much different. Because every time you hear that little da 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 da, you, you're not feeling positive about that yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. You have the... The, the Pavlov's dog effect where it just scares yeah. the shit out of you instead of making you more hungry. 
Well, like I was in the kitchen and like you hear that noise and my first thought, because my phone's in my pocket, I'm like, please be her computer and not mine. Please be her computer and not mine. Um, The other thing that we've really done a good job with at Freedom is uh, we promoted uh, almost 2,000 coworkers last year. You guys are focusing on internal mobility, which we don't see a lot happening in our industry. And and that's sad. So, but you guys are, is that what I'm hearing? Definitely. Just because, you know, with as quickly as we grew, you know, you kind of threw away rules where like, oh, no, you have to be in your job for two years before you can be up for a promotion or post out. But when you're growing as quickly as we are, that's not possible. So if you hire a a cohort of 20 uh, processors and they come in and you have those two or three just, you know, high performers after six months, well, we now need a processing lead. So you two have been the best performing, go ahead. And then you keep bringing, you know, people in and then the people that are doing the right things that are doing the work, good quality, those people are rewarded. Um, so we've done a really, really good job um, at, at doing that. And employee referrals are massively important here. Um, our CEO back when all of this started and, you know, uh, you know, so many people, you know, sadly lost their, their job. Um, he started two different friends and family, you know, uh, events where it was not, we're going to lower back some of our requirements and we are going to get your friends and family back to work. And then we had enough opportunities that were, I don't want to call them entry level, but very close to it. Or if you had some skills that were similar, we could put you through a proper two to four week training to get you going get your remote. We were able to bring a whole lot, you know, our coworkers, friends and family back, you know, supporting the economy. Are, are so, you using any technology for referrals? We are not. We are not. Uh, much to my chagrin, we had to put on a virtual friends and family event uh, late fall. And uh, like I used uh, Chronify for the scheduling because uh, the, the guy who created it was given it for free for a little while. <laughs> did, you know, like just toss some evergreen recs in our ATS and then did a lot of manual uh, work to kind of just keep the process going. Uh, That was another thing that really blew up. Every job fair provider bought the executive suite to Zoom and became a virtual career host. Yeah. And some of those joints wanted seven to like 10 grand to run a virtual event. Um, those prices just weren't nuts. And I think you've seen a ton of kind of your university recruiting models, which has been a waste of time since forever. Uh, Now try to get you to go to their virtual events. Do you think now, do you think that this has all happened, that these in-person career fairs are going to finally fucking die? The the box sandwich, you know, box lunch career fairs that are being put on when they can be done so much more effectively and and efficiently online. Do you think they're going to die or do you think they're going to be revived? I I pray that that they die. I've worked a a lot of these fairs back in the day. And I think back to like my time in like Jersey, you know, when you you get into like that Newark area or that Patterson area and you're hosted up at a Ramada Inn, you know, the people that walked in there and had like handwritten resumes, you know, the only reason why I'd want some of a certain aspect of that to keep going is to level the playing field a little bit. 
to make sure that if someone doesn't have a good Wi-Fi connection in their house, they have the ability to go out and seek work. Um, that is the only part of that that I really kind of believed in. But, you know, I, I'm a massive germaphobe. So not shaking anyone's hand for the rest of my life is really the biggest positive of the pandemic for me. And, and it's funny, you know, when all of this started and people are like, oh, I bet you're freaking out because of this. And I'm like, no, now you just know what it's like to, to, to live like me. I've been keeping hand sanitizer in my pocket since I was 14. <laughs> You know, this is this is normal. I hope everyone still has to wear face masks. I feel more comfortable being in the grocery store than I ever have. When we finally get back into the office, and I know you guys are probably going to be stay, staying pretty heavily remote, but you do have offices. I think you even have one here north of Indianapolis. Uh, mm -hmm. Will you be mandating shots? I can't even comment on that. I don't have that that answer. I've seen mm -hmm. a couple of companies kind of make those kind of announcements, but those companies are on huge, huge scales. Um, yeah. Didn't Amazon say that they're giving people 50 bucks or something really nominal if they agree to get the vaccination? You know, maybe they give them a bathroom break or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I don't see. You know, like if if uh, our CEO decides to to make that that decision, you know, uh, but I, I'm not, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, on the HR side it, in, and I know not talent acquisition separate from HR, but on the HR side, it, it's a lot of it has to do with risk mitigation. And this is a huge risk, obviously. So being able to, there's a lot of education that needs to happen, but overall, uh, if you want to come in to work, you know, it, you want to provide a safe environment. So this is, I mean, this is a discussion that it, it's really interesting to me that talent acquisition and HR is not pushing to the C-suite to make decisions now because it's going to be happening soon. I, I think the vaccination uh, overall is really going to be a very interesting study into, you know, uh, societal norms. If you just talk about it and have a random conversation with your neighbor and they give like a very strong opinion one way or another, whether they're going to or going to not get it, it's something as off-putting now as if you, you know, talk about your political affiliation. And it shouldn't be something that's political. It should be something that files, you know, science. How do you guys feel as soon as you can get the shot in the arm? Are you are you uh, apt to take it? Oh, hell yeah. 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 I, I haven't been on a list. plane. I haven't been on a plane in a fucking year. I I, <laughs> I, I, I want to get on a plane and I want anybody who's sitting next to me perspectively on that plane to mm -hmm. I want to know that they've had the fucking shot, too. Um, I, I, I'm the exact same way. And it's funny, like, were you guys, did you guys used to get flu shots? Yeah. Like, was that, I yeah. never Dude, had. I was in the army forever. You didn't okay. have a choice. You got that shit stuck in your arm. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my old man, uh, he was a Chicago cop and he was in the Navy. And so he gets his vaccination on Saturday through the VA. So I'm actually signed up March 11th to get mine. Uh, cause I kind of qualify. So it's uh, it, it's just one of those things that, you, you know, I, you can't help uh, my, my seven year old daughters right next to me. Do you want to talk on the pod for a bit? <laughs> so, it's a family it's a, show, guys. That's it's the future of recruiting right there. <laughs> you know, it's hard to not you know do the math in, in your head for, you know, what we're uh, getting 1.2, 1.3 people, 1.2 or 1.3 million people a day are getting mm -hmm. the shot. 
Yeah. So like when you do the math, there's what, 340 million people in the United States. Give or take. Out the people that are under 16. So like yeah. you're probably like 280, 290. So we haven't gotten, at least it really hasn't been highly kind of uh, reported, is that group of probably 30% of the U.S. that's just going to refuse the shot. Like when you start getting to rural America, I know we've seen little reports about, you know, nurses that didn't want to take it or first yeah. responders that didn't want to take it. Um, so it's this next, you know, three to four months is going to be really interesting. And like every time you think you're out of the woodworks or something, then you'll read like, oh, no, six, the next six to 14 weeks are truly going to be the darkest time. All right, Rick, I'm going to let you out on this one. Um, you mentioned earlier, I think off off. Uh off the show, uh, offline that, uh, branding is sort of a big issue with, with your business. And you can, you can choose to name the company that you talked about or not, but it sounds like employment branding is, is somewhat important and, and companies have brands in the mortgage industry. And I'm curious, we'll talk about that. And then also talk about has it changed in COVID? Um, will it change for the future? Talk about employment branding in your business. I mean, it, it's, I think the last time we chatted, uh, I was talking about how difficult it is to create a kind of humanistic brand inside of financial service because it's easier in retail because uh, people think of Ikea and it's like unique or cool. And so you're like, oh, I bet that would be a cool company to work for. Mm -hmm. Just like the same way you think of any large company. Um, and if you've ever worked for them, it tends not to be the case. Um, you know, so, uh, Brandon Lynn is a, a guy who I knew, um, from before freedom mortgage. He's, uh, my VP of employee branding over here. And so what we've been trying to do is kind of figure out the voice that you really want to show, uh, the, the outward market and, you know, something that, you know, actually is going to either attract customers or attract candidates. The thing about a mortgage company is it's hard as a consumer to not think that they're a dime a dozen just because every time you get a piece of mail, anytime you accidentally click on something that says interest rates are low, you are just completely slammed by all of these companies. And it, the mortgage industry is like the, uh, you know, biggest small industry in, in, in the, uh, states just because it's, Everybody knows everybody. So if you hire one person from, uh, or you're un underwriting someone, chances are your manager works for you now, or like the, it, it just kind of never ends. So where we've been able to get really creative is Freedom has this program called First Flyer, which takes undergrads, uh, they have to be a year out of school, and then puts them into kind of a historically hard to fill position for us. Um, we just had one for IT, we had one for marketing, one for underwriting. And so that is the group that you really get to be the most creative with. Because you're not thinking about like, oh, how does my LinkedIn uh, post uh, get impressions and likes? Because your kids graduating from college don't care about that. Um, you're like, how do I make my post inventive? How do I make it cool? How do I make it? Is it like the that Costco video that I uh, text you a couple of weeks back, Chad? It's like, you know, give me an honest interpretation of what it's like to work at that company. And I don't know if you got to see that, Joel, but, you know, that guy, you know, and I guarantee you corporate didn't approve that at all because no corporation would. <laughs> but in like 50 seconds, that guy gave seven reasons to come work at Costco. It was the pay rate. It's when you would get overtime, when you would get time and a half. 
he even brought up like the same $150 that everyone gets to go to the eye doctor, which everybody knows that that's, you know, you're going to get money to get glasses or contacts every year. But when you have someone that actually works at a company say it, it actually just comes across as even more genuine because it's like that's their client base. So I'd love to see more like that. And I was super angry that I didn't think of that idea because that was really cool. Doesn't mean you can't do it, though. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean you can't. He, he's, he's laid out a great format. Uh, now you just sit there with a beer and a Philly cheesesteak and start your TikTok. When you have that huge population that retailers do, and, and Target is you know a brand that walks on water in, in retail. They do this crazy thing where they pay people fair, fairly. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's so much opportunity when your job really is relevant to anyone. When anybody that probably doesn't have a felony can come work for you, you can really like appeal to mass audiences. Um, what you're going to see us do this year is really try to flirt um, with creating better video content to share. Uh, my social aggregator is Everyone Social. And so that hooks up into your Twitter, that hooks up into your Facebook, and, and also your LinkedIn. But I am tired of seeing static job posts. Like that is like the absolute worst content that you see on those feeds. Like yeah. here's this job that you may know someone who did this once, but you probably forgot that it was your career. Like it, please. <laughs> you heard it first here, kids. TikTok is the way to go. <laughs> Rick, I, I got to say, man, I appreciate you taking the time today to actually plug in those those headphones first and foremost. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Rick. And then getting Rick rolled. There it is. Ah, ah, anytime. Dude, this just makes me smile whenever I can hear it. But man, seriously, thanks for coming on. And if somebody wants to find out more about you, maybe connect with you or I don't know, maybe come work for you. Want a job at Freedom Mortgage. Where would they find you? Uh, Hit me up on LinkedIn or or Twitter, RickCarsley26. Yeah, but LinkedIn is obviously the the easiest way to, uh, to get a hold of me. Bastards. Dig it. We out. We out. I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant! They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Nada niente. Um, Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Player, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.